what's good one heart so before i even get started i really just want to take the time to thank all of you for the wonderful feedback on episode one of the podcast a lot of you reached out with feedback and i really appreciate the love and support so i just want to say thank you oh today's episode is going to be a little personal because a lot of you wanted to know more about me and my life um, and what it's like living with a heart condition. For all of you who don't know, I am 24 years old living with a congenital heart disease called hyperplastic left heart syndrome or HLHS for short. And congenital just means um, at birth. So I was born with it. And so what that means in simpler terms is that I have a half of heart. A normal heart has four chambers. I only have two. And with my heart condition, the left side of my heart was not fully developed. And if you know anything about the anatomy of a heart, you would know the severity of that. Because the left side of your heart is what does all the work. The left side is what pumps the oxygen, oxygenated blood to the rest of the body. Whereas the right side, it just has the easy bypass job. And so because the left side of my heart isn't there, my heart is literally working double time to keep my body well and alive. Um, So that's a quick review of my heart condition. And because of that, I've had four open heart surgeries, numerous procedures, and more hospital stays than you can count throughout the entirety of my life thus far. But I definitely don't complain. I count it all joy with every breath that I take. Because I know that I'm a living miracle, to say the least. But many don't know about CHD or congenital heart disease. And I find it amazing at the different types of diseases that people live with that are not being advocated for. So for me personally, I always remind myself of how blessed I am. And I try to advocate as much as I can because a lot of people don't really know how challenging it is. Just for the, not just for the person living with the heart disease or the condition, but for their families as well. I can only imagine the obstacles that my mother and my whole family, honestly, went through um, finding out that I had an uncurable disease. Um, Like my mom was a single parent. I was her first child. And so can you just imagine the medical bills, like the stress all these things and you thinking that you have a normal child because when I was born I was deemed a normal child like my mom gave birth to me I was sent home and I didn't get diagnosed until about a week later because one of my family members noticed that I wasn't breathing right and you know my mom being a new mom she didn't pay any attention at first but they encouraged her to take me to the hospital just to check and once she got there it was just like downhill from there um so it's very very serious and a lot of families go through this and it's not being advocated for there's so many different congenital heart diseases that people live with and the world literally will never know but One thing I've really been struggling with lately as I'm getting older um, is just, it's a lot of things. But before I get there, 
I just want to continue to go on the the what it's like first being pregnant with a child with the heart disease because normally um if you're diagnosed properly what will happen is while you're still in the womb the baby's still in the womb mommy goes for her ultrasound um the doctor's office run tests and things like that to diagnose any diseases or disabilities that the child might have and if the doctor sees that you're pregnant with a child with a congenital heart disease, they will advocate for you to get an abortion. Um, And it's more common than not because the doctor feels that it's less stressful for the mom to get an abortion and try again versus going through with the pregnancy, having this baby with this disease that's uncurable, um, and then having to deal with the stress that comes along with that medically, financially, just everything that comes along with being a parent of a congenital heart patient. So um, they really would advocate for you to get an abortion early in pregnancy if it's noted or discovered that you're carrying a, a baby with congenital heart disease because it is a really, really serious thing. And doctors, a lot of times, they, like I said, they believe that, you know, it's it's very stressful on the parent. Now, back to today's topic that I was referring to. So a lot of you have been asking, you know, what it's like living with congenital heart disease as an adult now that I'm able to think for myself and vouch for myself. And I will say... The biggest obstacle that I am facing right now is the reality that I could possibly not be able to conceive and carry a child myself um, and go through that pregnancy stage naturally and just experience that whole ex- that whole experience. Um, granted, you know, there are many different ways to add a child to your family, adoption, surrogacy, etc., etc. But I just feel like now in the time that I'm in, I'm really, really struggling these last couple of years just because I'm getting older and really having that desire to start my family as we discussed in episode one. Not to mention y'all giving me baby fever of 105 with all these newborns and pregnant mommies on my TL. So I'm about to just block (laughs) y'all. No, but for real. Um, it's just really be, been becoming more and more of a thing, and I'm really starting to think about it a lot more often. Um, and sometimes it can be really hard on me mentally, emotionally, and I try to, you know, keep my spirits up because, you know, I would much rather be alive on earth here with my family versus risking my life and potentially dying trying to bring a child into the world when I can just adopt but it's it's more than that like when you're going through it and someone tells you not that you're infertile not that you can't conceive but that you should do everything you can not to get pregnant because you can die like when someone tells you that 
it takes a bigger toll on you. And honestly, it makes you want to be like, well, I know for me, it makes me want to be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, granted, I'm not out here trying to get pregnant on purpose, but I'm just saying, like, if I was to get pregnant, I wouldn't abort my child or anything like that. But that is a reality. Like, I would have to think about the repercussions of me being pregnant like I could possibly pass away my child could possibly pass away my child could be born with a heart disease because me being pregnant would be a higher risk of my child being born with a heart disease it's a lot to think about and I try not to think about that and and be so hard on myself because I really just sometimes feel like I'm just so selfish when I think about that um, because I feel like in my stage where I am now with my heart condition, like I'm very mobile, I'm very self-oriented. I could do for myself. I drive, I play sports, I have a job. I can do for myself, whereas a lot of people that have congenital heart diseases, they are reliant on another parent or another family member. They're on oxygen 24-7. Granted, I take medicine, but... I'm old enough to take my medicine by myself. It's just pills. Whereas other people, they are hospitalized on IVs. They stay at the hospital all their lives. Parents are literally taking care of them. Some are nonverbal. Like, they can't fend for themselves. And so I feel like I try not to be so selfish because I'm already living past what doctors told my mom that I would live past even being alive with this heart condition so why am I being selfish and wanting to have a baby on top of all that risking my life as as a whole and so that's just really what I've been struggling with um because I understand that I do have freedom to fend for myself way more than others do and so I try to keep my faith above all things um, just because I know the promises that God and God gave me in our alone time. And I know that I can be the miracle in the flesh when it comes to me getting pregnant and conceiving, having my family, being here to raise my children and watch my children grow and just being here in longevity. Like I know, I just know I can do it, but I also have to be smart about it. Because, like I said, I would not. I would not risk my life. Um, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Let me say that on purpose. Besides getting pregnant, <laughs> and I really just want you guys to know what I've been through when it comes to this topic. Because let me tell you a story. I went to an annual checkup with my cardiologist. And we were just generally talking about contraceptives for me. And then she literally, straight face, just said, don't get pregnant. You could die. When I tell you guys, I looked at her and I bust out crying, like burst in tears right in that very moment. And to be totally honest with you, I was very upset with her. And I think I still am upset to a certain extent. Like, I literally think about that day so much in the back of my mind she literally just looked at me in the middle of our conversation and was like don't get pregnant you could die or 
do everything you can not to get pregnant. Make sure you're on the contraceptive. Like, don't do it. I was just so upset with her. And I bawled my little eyes out because I just felt like, honestly, how dare she say that to me and crush all my hopes and visions. Even though, again, I know she was being honest and and really real with me at that very moment. But I just, I just couldn't believe she said it to me the way that she said it. Because a lot of people or a lot of doctors, you know, they try to ease it and sweet talk it. And, oh, you know, well, we're not going to tell you not to get pregnant. You'll just be on bed rest. Your whole pregnant. She was just like, no, listen to me. And I think ever since then, I was just like, lady, don't talk to me. Like, I literally don't even talk to her when it comes to this topic anymore. Like, I go to my other doctor. And I think that really did something to me, but it it made me want to be more precautious versus just being all um, lollygaggy about it. Like, I can get pregnant. Like, ain't nobody going to tell me. Like, it really made me be an adult and be like, okay, Dokia, this is serious. Like, you need to do your research. Because she explained to me why she felt like that. And it makes sense because when you get pregnant, it puts more pressure on the heart anyway because you get more blood, your hormones are going, and that's just putting pressure on your heart. So just imagine the pressure that my heart will go through getting more blood, trying to pump more blood when it's already having a hard time pumping the blood that I need for my own body. So granted, I understand where she was coming from, but no, I just wasn't receiving it. And so... It's really an everyday prayer. Some days I just daydream and mentally vision my life conceiving and giving birth to a healthy, healthy, beautiful baby. And in the same breath, I tell myself maybe it's not in God's plan. And I would, like I said, much rather be alive here with longevity than risk getting pregnant and worsening my heart as a whole. So y'all keep me in prayer. And we just going to pray that whatever God sees fit, that I am here alive and well for many years to come with my loved ones. And when y'all, while y'all let it just, you know, slide in with the beautiful baby and husband and all that good stuff. <laughs> and that is really what I've been struggling with in my adult years um, when it comes to my heart condition. I don't know, like I really just I really just feel like I can I can be the one, like because I follow a group of people who have congenital heart disease and none of them ladies have had children. Mind you, a lot of them are older than me. One lady that I know of, she's 32, 33. Um, never had children, of course. And she has hyperplastic right heart syndrome. So I have left heart and she has right heart. But she, I don't think she's as mobile as I am. And by that, I mean, like, she doesn't really do strenuous work. Like, her palpitations, which is just your heart beating irregularly. But it's really, really abnormal so you can feel it. And it kind of take your breath away. Her palpitations are constant, whereas mine, 
I don't think they're as constant. And if I have a palpitation every now and again, I can feel it. So I'll sit down. It's like she'll be in hospital more. She'll need oxygen, things like that. And I'm like, I'm like 10 years almost younger than her. So it's just like, I'm just so grateful to be in a position, like I said, where I am very cautious of my situation. I try to be responsible. I try to be as grateful as I can. I try to continue to thank God for blessing me the way that he has. And I just really, really, really just keep praying about certain things when it comes to... Because some days, some days it sucks. I feel like... This literally is one of them times where I literally just be talking to God and I say, this is the time where I don't like having a heart condition because I feel like had I not had a heart condition, I wouldn't be thinking about having children as much as I am because I have nieces, I have nephews, I'm around babies. Like I probably wouldn't want to have children so badly, but because I'm being told that I can't. I feel like everybody has that little rebellious spirit in them. Like, you're not going to tell me that I can't do what I know I can do. As a woman, every woman, whether you want children or not, to be told you cannot have them, it breaks your heart. Because that's what makes you a woman in some in a little aspect. So it's different when you're choosing not to have children versus when you're told you can't have children. It breaks your heart. And you try everything you can to say, this is not me. This is not true. Like, I'm a woman. I was built for this. I can do this. Um, and so it that's just what I've been struggling with. On top of many other things, like breathing sometimes <laughs> but like I said I'm older so I'm able to notice and control when I'm having the episode and so I'm just very thankful I haven't been to the hospital for open heart surgery my op- my last open heart surgery which is a major surgery because they literally crack your chest open and do surgery on your heart that was in 2013 right before I turned 18 literally two weeks before um that was my last open heart surgery my last hospital stay i want to say was april the 5th of 2019 um i had a minor surgery which is called a catheterization which is when they just look at look at your heart um it's really a process so they'll put you to sleep they'll sedate you they'll cut you open whether it's on your back on your hip somewhere on you um and they'll stick a camera or tube with the camera inside of it through your veins um or your main to see your main arteries and look at your heart so that's what that is very minor probably an hour or two um they take pictures of your heart to see is it doing any better? Has it gotten worse? What needs to be fixed? Just your progression. That was last year in April. So I've been doing very, very, very well when it comes to the overall general stability of my heart and my heart condition. I just think that mentally right now is what is bothering me the most. Physically, I'm doing well. Mentally, um, it it can get 
a little emotional at times especially with the coronavirus going on right now i am literally prohibited from going to work and i'm trying to be obedient guys because i am literally on leave without pay because i can't work like my doctor told me as long as the stay at home what's it called the stay at home ban or the stay at home rule is in effect i cannot go back to work because i am super high risk so that's my life during this coronavirus i am at home not getting paid (laughs) to be at home but i'm okay with that because like i said i would rather be alive and healthy than making money and if you know me like i would not i would never i don't advertise people to risk their lives for a job because i feel like when you leave if something was to happen to you guess what business still has to go on so you're going to be replaced either way don't risk your life don't stress yourself out do not kill yourself trying to get to a job where you are just seeing as you're an employee. That's it. If you was to leave, if you was to quit, if they were to fire you, guess what? Someone will be in your spot the next day. Do not, I repeat, do not stress and kill yourself over a job. No ma'am, no sir. So it's like I really, I'm not really struggling with it, but I am struggling with it because once you're making money, you're making money. You have to pay bills. You have to do X, Y, and Z. Um, Thank God I was blessed with the situation that I'm blessed with. But still, you want to make your own money. I know I don't want to depend on nobody. Not my mama, not my daddy. Nobody. So, I'm, I'm here. And I hope that I stay positive. I hope everyone stays positive. I hope everyone stays safe. My prayer today is that God continues to bless us, to keep us, to protect us. Please be wise. Stay home if you can. Please, please, please be wise. And on top of that, I got things to do in July. So y'all need to stay home. Okay? Stay home. Because I'm going to need for summer to open. We already finna lose spring. Y'all need to stay home. Thank you. I will appreciate it. And so with that, guys, podcast episode number two comes to a close. Please DM me at underscore one heart underscore on Instagram to give any questions, any discussion topics, any feedback. Again, that's underscore one W-O-N heart H-E-A-R-T underscore. Okay. Thank you, guys, and have a blessed day.